I really had um, not a lot of self-love for me. And I think also through therapy, what I build is so much love that when I'm in this in these states, I'm like, I love you so much, Josh. And now we get up Aww. and go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Or I go into this like little hug, you know, what Yasmin told us, like, kiss, kiss, kiss your knees. Kiss you your know? knees, kiss your knees. <laughs> and, and I go like, in the end, we always have each other. Like That's me and very me. Cute. <laughs> you know? That's very cute. That's very cute. Hustle, meditate, repeat. This is your podcast about the journey of two friends trying to balance professional success and practicing spirituality. Get ready to be inspired in practical insights and uncover the profound connections between our inner growth and the world around us. Welcome everyone to this episode. Uh, hello, hello, um, hello Josh. Hello, Masha. Very glad to to have you here in our virtual studio. <laughs> we um, even have new microphones. Exactly, and we hope this this time you can hear us better than than last time. Um, yeah. And today we we want to talk about if there is too much therapy, and if you can kind of get into reflection mode too much or um yeah how we even balance kind of like the reflection mode action mode um changing things in our life um or keeping them and um yeah maybe maybe we start by even thinking like what do we think about therapy how do we get into it um what is our routine do you maybe want to begin so my therapy <laughs> is weekly and yeah very regular and I got into it about three years ago I have to say though that I think that reflecting doesn't mean that you are in therapy mm -hmm. you know I was also a very reflective person before that and I really questioned everything I did too much I think before therapy um but I was writing my master thesis and it was during lockdown and I was going through a very painful and um, just very long breakup. And I just stopped sleeping well, mm. which was very unusual for me. I, I couldn't fall asleep, just couldn't fall asleep because of the anxiety. Um, so I, I realized, okay, I need some help. I need some therapy because I want to sleep again. Um, and I was back then, I was with my family because it was during lockdown. And I found, basically I went on the website and I found a therapist there because I had certain expectations and I wanted, um, for example, therapist to be a female and so on. And I remember that when I went to the first session, I told her, She was like, well, why are you here? I said, well, I don't sleep very well. I have all these thoughts. I can't fall asleep. But actually, my life is great. And I'm going to win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> This is my plan. I'm going to save the world, you know, I'm a scientist. I'm going, to, I'm going to win the Nobel Prize. And I remember her eyes were just like <laughs> becoming wider and wider. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of just said, yeah, just help me sleep and I'll be out of here. Um, yeah, and then here I am three years later with the same therapist, actually. So 
this is what, you know, this was the impulse that made me go. This physical problem, really mm-hmm. physical problem that I felt I couldn't resolve. But then there was so much more that I stayed. Mm-hmm. And what about you? Do you want to share your experience with um, starting therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how is it with me? So I, um, I had a company um, for education and um, I, I was into it like one year and it didn't go as planned. And, you know, before I kind of was this A student. Um, so I always kind of knew that actually the things I do, they work out. So it was the first time something didn't work out for me. Additionally, I questioned my sexuality. I also needed to kind of end a relationship um, with somebody I was close with, um, a guy. Um, and also I ended in the same like moment I ended the relationship with my girlfriend because I was like, okay, I need to figure this out alone. Um, and I need to focus on the company. And this is the most important thing. Um, and I also started kind of like not sleeping well and quite like feeling really kind of also, I don't know, having, I think when the company went well, you know, there was like months where we had good, good results. I felt like, oh, I'm invincible. I'm the greatest person in the world. And then I had, I had moments where I felt like worthless, completely nothing um, because I didn't have anything else. I also didn't eat well. Um, I didn't have good, good habits. And so I didn't have a lot of things to balance, to base my value on. Um, and, uh, yeah, and there was one moment where I was like on the balcony and I was like, okay, um, actually you, you, you know, you don't need to live because there's any, there's nothing like you, you can, you need to live for. Um, and then I was like, okay, shit, breathe. Um, you need to, you need to find somebody to help you. Um, and I did, and I mean, I didn't. Sadly, I didn't, I couldn't stick with her because she also, she was old and then she went, she retired. And then I had like two more therapists, I think. And also like finding a therapist in Berlin was also not super easy, you know, not paying for it. So, so that's a whole different story. But um, yeah, also um, I'm still doing some uh, form of therapy. I have like a, it's called mentor here in London. It's a, we're doing we, we actually did art therapy the last few sessions because she she happens to be an art therapist so i draw my feelings now <laughs> you can frame them yeah yeah i have a real i have a whole collection here um about different like feelings of states and, and, and stuff but i like nice. it i've also i also have some drawings i also have some drawings thank you for sharing that and you as well yeah um i think we both like we both have this topic of like on the one hand we're kind of like running for something right like i was running for that company and you were like running um for your Nobel prize or saving the world um yes and for my master thesis as well yeah and somehow this uh left us really empty inside right um yes yeah and I really didn't acknowledge any feelings in the beginning. Like yeah. I didn't, I was a person that had no feelings. And of course I thought I did, yeah. but I guess I couldn't really identify them. I could identify them when I was, for example, very happy, yeah, very sad. 
Yeah. But most times, if people ask me, well, what do you feel right now? And I'm, for example, sitting on a couch, just like eating a bag of crisps, watching Netflix, and someone asks me, well, what are you feeling now? I'll be like, nothing. <laughs> I don't feel anything. Yeah. And I think that would be like 80% of the time. So I was ref always reflecting a lot, but very logically. Yeah. And this is one of my kind of defense mechanisms over um, rationalization and intellectual approach to everything. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And, and I think for me as well, like I was taught there is a feeling of like good and okay, you know, but <laughs> we, we never really had like this, okay, I, I feel I feel bad today or something in our- Unless you're table. sick, you know, unless you have like a 39 fever, yeah, yeah. then yeah. you probably don't feel very well. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you but still you carry on. Still, you're you're disciplined and carry on, right? Maybe you rest yes. for a few hours, but then you carry on. Um, yeah. So also rest for me. It was it was framed always a bit like, oh, you're weak, right? Yeah. So what do you think um, about the therapies? So you've been also in it for like over three years, I guess. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you always get gaining a lot from it or there are moments sometimes when you know you want to quit and you feel like it's making you more anxious because maybe some questions that are coming up during your therapy are actually making you feel worse mm -hmm. uh, what is the balance there yeah um it's a really good question so i think um in the beginning, it was really important. It was more like a um, behavioral approach therapy. And I was kind of like more working on myself in the moment to stabilize my behaviors because I really had like behaviors which were kind of sabotaging me or kind of like not eating well, not eating at all, drinking Coke, smoking, um, even taking drugs um, on the weekends, you know, partying and all of these. So I think this was really important. And then I, like when this therapist retired, I had another one and it was more about like, okay, why, why are you like this? You know, why do you work like this? Um, and I think in the beginning, this was super hard kind of to understand things and to go deep. And then you kind of destabilize re re um, relationships maybe because you're like, oh my God, like this relationship, it's, it's beautiful, but um, you know, it also kind of brings me triggers or brings me behaviors in, in the present moment, which are not really good for me. Um, so yeah, but I thought it, it's okay because I need to understand it and I want to learn it about myself. Um, and then I would say after a few years, when you're like at the point like, okay, I accept my past, I accept my parents. Um, and then, I don't know. And then there's sometimes points, I think, where I feel, okay, now I'm, I don't know if you know these situations where you're like in relationships currently and you're like, okay, I understand this pattern. I understand this. Is it actually this? Is this from the trauma here? You know? yes. <laughs> okay. yes. Or you um, start to analyze your partner or your friend. Oh, where are their trauma coming from? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And and you're not, you're not anymore like just living the moment and just being and, and maybe fighting or maybe whatever, but you're just trying to again, maybe rationalize, even um, explain everything, you know, make a diagram <laughs> uh, of it. And then sometimes I, I, I had the thoughts already like, okay, I wish I wouldn't know all of this. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have these thoughts as well. Sometimes I think if I never went to therapy, mm. maybe I would not be as healthy, but would I be happier? Mm -hmm. My therapist says no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, I already had this problem of anxiety and not sleeping. And I yeah. could just imagine that it probably would have escalated. Yeah. Um, I agree. With I, I, I was already in a relationship that wasn't satisfying me, that was very codependent. And I, I guess that I would have just, you know, kept forming this very codependent relationships. Yeah. But it's difficult sometimes i think when you have this very active very rational mind that's you Analytical. know always tries to find solutions yeah even if i see something on the on the street or something and i don't i see something i want to know how it works a lot of the time yeah. and it really bothers me if i don't and i start googling stuff and it's just very nice that we have wikipedia because if i can't figure out how a tram works i can google it but mm -hmm. if I can't tr figure out why am I feeling the way I'm feeling, I, c I can't Google it. And it's really, really frustrating. And sometimes, you know, I want my therapist to give me the answers. And she, she never does because she says, I'm, I'm not your mother. Come on. Mm -hmm. You have to figure this out yourself. It's also very frustrating. So I think every like four months, four to five months, I think, oh, I need to, maybe I should just stop. I figured everything out. Now I'm just going <laughs> in circles. You know, I'm just going in circles. It's not that useful anymore. Yeah. yeah. But um, like I answered for me and then maybe I asked you as well, like because for me, when I draw a line below all the therapy I've had and I'm having, and for me, for example, I have it every two weeks now. Um, so the rhythm is also not as regular. I would say... Um, I don't know if I would, I mean, you can't know if you would be happier, but also like you, I probably would form different kind of relationship patterns, which wouldn't be as healthy as they are now. Probably I wouldn't have like overcome my, my panic attacks, which I like suffered from after I went out of the company and had the kind of like burned out. Um, I think I, I just wouldn't understand how fear works, why fear works like that why the fear is there in my life and um, why it kind of like kind of brings me into these states where I kind of lack self-worth and, and want to kind of people please or um, and I think now understanding this but still like checking in regularly and just having these feelings out having like a person who's not your friends who is like out of everything like a neutral ground you know um, I think it helps. And and even if you have weeks, because we're both like hus hustling, if you have weeks like, okay, I, 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 even if it's bad, you know, I cannot feel because I have so much to do. It's good to have some yeah, time. Yeah, you put your feelings away and then you can unpack them and during therapy. Yeah. Um, but what about you? Like, would you, when you draw a line, how, how is it for you? So first of all, I want to make a disclaimer for the listeners because we're yeah you know we are lucky that we actually have like good productive therapy and as you said it's very difficult to find a therapist and yeah. i think for my case is very rare when first try basically and i really found a very very professional person i connected with and if you're feeling like it's not working it's making something worse i'm becoming more anxious i'm all over reflecting also you maybe could try to change the therapist yeah. or talk um, about it like this talk about it feel really... like there's no progress yeah because what yeah. we are talking about is that we sometimes feel 
is it too much therapy? Do we reflect too much? But when we look at the grand picture, we actually see a lot of improvements. Yeah. The therapy helped us both a lot. Yeah. So um, for me, in the end, when I over-reflect and I get very anxious about like, why, is, why am I feeling this? Why am I feeling that? I think I come to the conclusion that it's actually not about the therapy, but it's about my defensive mechanisms again, mm -hmm. trying to over like reflect and um, rationalize everything because I'm very stubborn when it comes to going into feelings. It's actually very difficult for me to go into feelings. But often I notice that when I hit this barrier of reflecting too much and making myself anxious, I should just let it go. Mm -hmm. either, either go into feelings or if I don't have the energy, I'm in this hustle mode, I can't feel right now. Just go do something else, you know, just distract myself. I like go on a run, go to see my friends mm -hmm. um, or create something. Mm -hmm. This is also what I think is important. When you're reflecting on an issue for a very long time, you can start wa walking in circles. And then this you're getting this like energy that's just standing in one place, like this stagnation. And then I feel like somehow you need, I need to release it. I need to do something. And action mm -hmm. usually helps me. Yeah. Doing something helps me. For me also, what helps a lot is like going into the body, right? Mm -hmm. And doing some practice, being, being it yoga, being it running, being it for me, for example, swimming helps a lot, like jumping into the water. It feels like my thoughts washing away or, um, or dancing, like you know yeah. crazy dancing um and moving and singing i don't know it's really like yeah just taking the thoughts away um and sometimes like that's at least what i have on my affirmations on my phone is like you are not your thoughts right that um, i don't try to kind of over identify with with these thoughts get back into the body ground myself and then um go back into the um to the thinking mode because i think what we both do we work with our brains right like our our brain is our it's always on because we we need it as well for work yeah and it's good yeah. it's like a curse but it's also a beauty um it's very yeah. interesting you said it's a curse i actually yesterday i googled um something so in russian mm -hmm. there are many um sayings about a fool Mm -hmm. A fool in terms of like a person who's not very reflected, maybe like not emotionally intelligent. Um, and I Googled, I wanted to find this one concrete example of a saying about a fool. And I found a list of Russian like uh, sayings about fools. And they're like tens, like, I don't know, maybe a hundred, so many. And so many of them are along the lines of um, being a fool is kind of easier. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even a very, very famous um, play called kind of Despair from Mind or like, um, yes, yeah, so something like this. Or Grief from Mind, because when you have the mind, very active mind or overly active mind, very reflective mind, you tend to actually feel unhappy a lot of the time. Yeah. Con maybe more conscious mind and then you maybe see people who are not so conscious and they seem very happy in their unconsciousness and you think but how can you not realize this but they really don't yeah um, and it's just funny that in in my language um in 
in my mother tongue. There's so many sayings about that. This is also what my mother always told me. I mean, she's like, you, well, saying so you're like anxious because you're smart. That's her way of understanding it. But and I think you, there is even this term which is called like anxious overachievers, right? Anxious um, overachievers. Or, or yeah. anxious, uh, yeah. I think there is even this because you and people know this like in firms there's even like concepts for these kind of people because they know that they want to achieve they want to kind of like do something big they have an, an amazing brain but on the other hand they're also really just um fearful and and want to kind of yeah make, make it right for everyone you know because they just want to feel seen and, and heard mm -hmm. and i as i mean i would count myself into this group even though um like through therapy again i've learned a lot to not try to people please not try to or, or have habits which help me to to balance my brain and not come into to this anxious mode and if it's there yeah then probably feel it grounding and um yeah but yeah you and, and also as you said we are just anxious people or anxious overachievers and therapy is not going to solve that that's also yeah. something i realized I thought, you know, oh, it's not effective because I'm still anxious. Well, mm. that's just how I am. I'm always going to be anxious. I'm going to have to be very careful with my environments, with my thoughts, because a lot of things can trigger me. Therapy is not a, a medicine. It's not a paracetamol against headache, kind mm. of. Um, how, how many times did I ask my therapist, Mr. Boots, can you just give me a pill? <laughs> can you just? <laughs> but it just makes you understand exactly like maybe where it's coming from yeah and can give you tools to deal with it better but yeah. also it gives you understanding of other people's feelings i think i have a lot less expectations of other people now that i'm in therapy and if someone does something towards me that makes me upset i don't really hold a grudge because i'm like oh i can i can see where this person is coming from i don't want to communicate with them anymore i don't want them in my life anymore but i'm not going to go around bitching about them because yeah. i see we're all humans we're all scared we're all anxious in some ways yeah. and so on yeah. but um therapy is a is a very long process i think it's a journey it's not like you have three sessions when you are very sad and then you're happy all the time it doesn't at least for me it doesn't work like this yeah. to me it's a routine like doing sports yeah and i think this is also something very important um which also research is saying or what i also learned in my masters is that if you focus or if you want if you if you need therapy or if you use therapy as a tool to kind of um yeah always have the goal of like being more happy and monitor yourself like okay how happy am i am i happy enough you know i then you will you will have this expectation you will put your yourself in an expectation and then you will be disappointed uh, if you don't reach that expectations and definitely i was i was in these loops um, and i'm still sometimes i'm like oh my god now you're doing this again and again and it's not getting better whatever but i think in the end it's like you said it's more about um using therapy as an ongoing or or, or knowing that we will deal with that how we are always we, we can understand ourselves we can be self-bewusst in german like self-conscious right or self-confident maybe in german it's a bit like it's more self-conscious so we can understand ourselves and then we can kind of build a life um in which we can thrive 
right? Because we know what is good for us. We know what is maybe not good for us. We know where we shouldn't be, where we should be. Um, we know which people are good for us, which are not good for us. Um, but we'll never stop feeling. Yeah. Um, and we will not thrive 100% of the time. Yeah. No, never. We want to, but never. But, you know, it's also one of these things. What do you do when you reflect too much? And yeah. you said you you compare like, oh, I'm not happier. Nothing's changing. It's the same. I actually go back to my photos in mm. my uh, phone. And when I have these thoughts, I scroll back to, um, you know, 2020, I would say was like the hardest year, one of the hardest years of my life yeah. to autumn yeah. of 2020. Yeah. I look at my photos. Sometimes I look at my notes that I wrote on my phone. Yeah. I look at my face, like my eyes. Yeah. I look at the relationships I had back then. Yeah. I think about, especially if I feel like I'm unsuccessful, I think of the yeah. financial situation I was in back then. Yeah. And I'm like, well, objectively, everything is better. Everything is better. Yeah. And then I, I sometimes also, you know, I, I also write it out. Because when you over-reflect... You, get, you can get in this loop of your mind addressing the same issue over and over again. But if you write it on paper, for me at least, it feels like, ah, oh, it's solved. I wrote it out once and yeah. then I don't come back to it. It's yeah. like I took it out of my head and yeah. I put it into the journal. Yeah. And I have to say, I was very, very, um, you know, what's the word? Well, I hated journaling, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, ever since I was a kid, I would buy a new pretty take a notebook and I will write for two three days and then I will just forget all about it I had no consistency in journaling I was very um there was just some kind of restriction towards it I'm like oh it's not helpful it's stupid I don't like writing but when I started really thinking about it in terms of I'm putting this annoying thought that's really circulating a lot onto the paper I became a fan of journaling because it's really yeah. helping yeah what what I do you do if you I feel like you're in a loop um journaling as well like writing it out then i think like what i said before like going get, going into the body but also um meditation right i feel like i need to do something before meditation or else the meditation will also be a lot on the thought um so i feel like i have to do some kind of like working working my body or doing doing some journaling before going into meditation but what i wanted to add is like i did the vipassana it's like a mm -hmm. 10 days um, course of just sit, sitting for 10 hours uh, a day in, in a silent meditation, focusing on your breath. Um, and for me, like this was really like the first five days, I was super anxious, even more anxious than usual. And I was like, oh my God, is this the right thing to do? And then I, you could always speak for one hour a day to the leader. And he was like, Josh, you're fine. You're doing it right. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I mean, this is um, extremely interesting. Maybe I'm thinking we should even do a separate episode on that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, and then on the day five, I had peace, and it was the first peaceful moment after pretty long time. I mean, I had good times as well, but it was like, wow, I'm sitting here on day five, and I just have peace. There's nothing in my head. There was no thought, and and you know. For example, my brother, you know, when I go along the street, I ask him, like, Fabian, what are you thinking? He's like, huh? what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what? I have like 1,000 million thoughts every like two minutes. Yeah. You know, like, do, 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 do. 
I have layers of thoughts. I yeah. mean, I'm thinking about like multiple things at the same time, oh, you know, yeah. about our podcast right now. I'm going to ask what I'm going to ask you. I have a meeting in um, like half an hour and then yeah. I have I need to eat lunch. I don't know if I should eat it before or after yeah. that. I have and... a friend here. How is she doing right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time, yeah, all the time. Um, and, and, and so this was like really a beautiful feeling. Um, and I think I could could have like I could cultivate it through meditation and then maybe these dancings as well when I really get to like shutting the mind up earlier it was drugs right um but um but didn't you feel like drugs actually make your mind over stimulated not in the moment I think in the moment uh, sometimes it's good but now I mean I mean I don't use caffeine I don't use sugar um or, or I it's not like with sugar sometimes I use it but I drink decaffeinated coffee um and I eat as clean as possible. So I'm like, mm. I just, yeah, all these things. I mean, therapy is part of it, but like just having this kind of like lifestyle to to be able to to use your brain in a constructive way, right? Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. all it's kind of about you finding your tools and building your own routine, yeah. which is a, a great topic in itself to address. But yeah. what you said about meditation, there's research that shows that actually... Um, well, meditation is great for your health. That's a scientific, scientifically proven statement. But when we talk about anxiety, breath work and breath techniques show more efficiency. For me, like I can feel it because if I'm very anxious and I'm overthinking, I'm over-reflecting and I sit to meditate, yeah, true. it will be torture to me because I will just keep spinning around in that loop. Yeah. But the, what breath work does, especially, you know, there are many yoga breath techniques that I do now and I teach now mm. um, that really calm your nervous system. Also scientifically uh, proven, they um, activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the so-called rest and digest. So your just your your breath becomes slower, your thoughts become even more structured or just you feel way less anxiety and then after this it's easier to meditate it's like a preparation step yeah. but um again it's about looking looking for your tools to deal with this over reflection and not just blaming therapy because i think a lot of the time that's just a, it's a protest um it's a protest against therapy and i think everyone goes through this process at some point like mm, my therapist doesn't know what she's talking about mm -hmm. I'm done with it. I'm happy now. And I have to say for me personally, every time there is a protest, I can now feel, you know, I have this, if I have this feeling, okay, in my next session, I'm going to tell my therapist that I'm quitting. Then probably in the next two to three sessions, there will be a breakthrough. There will be something very deep that comes up, mm -hmm. some like new layer that opens up. So now I have learned to, to stay. If I feel I want to run away, like, oh wait stay maybe it will be interesting yeah would you say you rely like you you you're relying on your therapist and you would be um like you would be kind of like fuck, uh, 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 lost without her <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> your listeners <laughs> um, no i wouldn't say that i would be fucked without her <laughs> cool <laughs> i'm an adult i can i can uh make my own choices yeah. i would say um 
I would say that we have built healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't contact her outside of our sessions, yeah. you know, because I know sometimes there is this culture of um, chatting to your therapist outside of your sessions, maybe texting for advice. I've heard all sorts of stuff. I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. But what works for me is having very clear boundaries. And I have these 50 minutes with her. And of course, if it's like an emergency, I can call her. But I don't think I've ever done that. Or maybe once. Um, But it's... Also, I I don't... I, I don't really ask her for advice. Or at least she is kind of professional enough to really dive... Uh, diverge me from that she doesn't tell me what she would do but rather we always try to go into but what am i actually feeling what am i running away from yeah i would say that sometimes when there are bigger breaks i do miss her and i tell her oh i missed you but we also build a connection now after three years she understands me i can trust her i can tell her anything yeah that's beautiful but i think you know if she was suddenly gone right now I, it would be sad because I know I would have to build this connection with someone else. Yeah. But all these tools that I have learned, they would stay with me. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't feel like I over-rely. Do you think you over-rely sometimes? Um, like when you said these things about like, yeah, texting my therapist in between, I think I had times when I was like, okay, shit, decision making i feel i want to please someone with a decision oh my god i'm not sure actually i see the solution i see what i do i see the pattern but i'm like oh i'm not strong enough to communicate it you know i'm not um i i don't i'm not valuable enough um i don't and i get in my head and i'm anxious and then i I wrote him emails or because he he wouldn't he wouldn't um take calls in between but he or maybe he would even i think one time he even did in the beginning um but yeah there was really this point like over time i did my vipassana um which which brought me some kind of like sinking in of of things we 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 talked about you know some really deep belief changes of like okay is this import is this as important right now as i as i as my brain values it maybe uh, you know um and so I would also not say that I'm over-reliant. Um, I also have it only every two weeks right now. It's it's even more of a mentoring. So I know I have a safe space. I know I can talk about my feelings. I know I have access to it. But I don't have like a really long-term relationship anymore. This person I'm talking to right now, I have, it, I have her since the beginning of November. Um, but yeah, I think knowing this kind of support system, knowing that there is a system in place which where you can always rely on if you feel I want somebody external to speak. Like what I did sometimes, I also called the crisis hotline. I had it like maybe three times in my life. I was like, okay, I just need somebody to to help me to 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 go through these different thought loops which are like parallelly going. Um, my therapist is not available. Um, and I think my parents wouldn't understand. I don't want my friends to, I don't know, you know, maybe they, they have a busy days or something. So I think it was, yeah, I, I think I, I needed somebody, just some external voice to, to speak about it. Um, but this didn't happen since since some time. And um, 
and now yeah I feel very I mean I feel still chaotic sometimes but I feel pretty pretty stable as well it's about building this safety net not just with the therapist but with other things we discussed right about this action like you yeah. dance you journal you try to find things that make you feel better that get you out of this state yeah but of course sometimes you don't have the energy to act so this yeah. i think is a big problem also if if someone is depressed or when i'm feel depressed right when i actually have depression yeah I know all these things that are going to make me feel better, but I don't have the energy to do them. So yeah. I would just prefer to lay in bed. I think that's yeah. also very, that's very difficult. I also feel like it's very deep and very um, separate topic in itself. But yeah. this energy for action, yeah. if you don't have it. How do you generate it? How do you generate, you know, yeah. like where do you get this impulse from to act? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is from love. This is what I really learned. Like, I really had um, not a lot of self-love for me. And I think also through therapy, what I build is so much love that when I'm in this in these states, I'm like, I love you so much, Josh. And now we get up Aww. and go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Or I go into this like little hug, you know, what Yasmin told is like, kiss, kiss, kiss your knees. Kiss you your know? knees. Kiss your knees. <laughs> and, and I go like, in the end, we always have each other. Like That's me and me. That's very cute. You know? That's very cute. And I'm like, I I'm, love a good old self hug. I have I so many beautiful friends, you know, and I have my support network. But in when I have this state, and my brain is telling me weird thoughts, I'm like no, and then I kind of generate action. Yeah. So I yeah. would go for like really love yourself and learn to to have a beautiful relationship with yourself. Yeah. And um, yeah. So last thoughts: Is there too much therapy? What do you say? I say no. <laughs> Okay. I say that if, you know, your therapy is helpful to you and you feel like you are living a healthier, happier life, you have clear, healthy boundaries, there's no such thing as too much therapy, but there may be too much self-reflection. Yeah. Too much self-reflection. I think I have nothing to add on that. So <laughs> I would say we ended on this note. A short, well, not so short, but sweet um, discussion. It will be interesting to get some feedback from our listeners. What do you think? Do you think there's too much therapy? Or maybe you don't think therapy is valuable at all? Yeah. I'm very interested to hear other perspectives i love to hear an opinion that also challenges me yeah please write to us on on instagram on whatsapp on telephone <laughs> well i'm not giving away my number okay. instagram on instagram just instagram yeah. okay <laughs> yeah cool thank you so much for listening for for taking this time out of your life we're really glad uh, you listen until this point and uh, look forward to go on more journeys with you Thank you. Bye. Bye.